Hello and welcome to the St Martins Football Show. Well, on today's show, we'll be looking back at the latest round of Premier League action as Man United played Arsenal, Tottenham played Brighton and Man City sadly won again. I'll be joined by Lloyd Bounds, Arsenal fan then, Tottenham fan Max Noonan, Travis Normal, Moan, Alex Dearsley. We'll start off then on Saturday in the early game. Um, well, we all probably thought Everton were going to beat Newcastle, the former Everton were in, but Callum Wilson proved us all wrong with that. Scoring two goals, his 50th and 51st um, goals in the, the Premier League to get a crucial three points for Newcastle and probably, if we were being honest, save Steve Bruce's um, job. How impressive were um, Newcastle to you, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, like for, for once, it wasn't Newcastle. They were, they were the team who deserved to win. Like they did actually create more and have better chances. And normally with Newcastle, you could you could never really say that because they they sit back most of the game and don't really create that much. But they, they actually created more than Everton and did deserve to win. They did. They changed formations to the 4-4-2 um, diamond as well. And I think that's their first win in 12 games. Looking back now, Alex, you said Everton are in the, the title race could possibly win the title. Are you backtracking on that now? Well, yeah, I thought Newcastle um, thoroughly deserved to win. But one thing I did pop up, now bear in mind I'm an 80s football fan, the amount of times Rodriguez was stamped on, it, it was it was shocking to see, even for me. He, he, was, he was literally stamped on, I think, four or five times. And then he lost his rag, and he got quite rightly got booked because uh, I think he chopped down Jamal Lewis, I got a feeling. But I couldn't understand how bad the refing was. Every time he was being caught late, Shelby caught him twice or three times and eventually got booked for the third time. Amiron, or is it Almiron? I'm not sure of his yeah, name. Yeah, Stamped on him. It was just, I've never seen such a physical sort of type of assault. Classic on Newcastle. Yeah, it was this literally, I just, and I was surprised because I'm from an old fashion where years ago wouldn't have been a free kick yet. Leave a bit on the defender, got no, leave a bit on the attacker. But it was, it was bordering on assault. And I, I did feel like I was quite sorry for him because he was, he was literally getting battered, and he did lose his rag in the end. And I quite right, and he he could have been sent off for his tackle because it was quite a nasty one. But I just thought the refereeing was just so poor. I I just couldn't understand what he was seeing the ref. To be fair, now you know what. Now we knows what Jack Greenish goes through every other well, pretty every game, and he gets stamped well, on. And... Well, yeah, it just seemed it was all. It was like a bit of a running joke because even the commentator said, oh, you stamped on again. Like it was <laughs> sort of expected. I I was quite shocked. That's the first time I've been shocked at a sort of a physical assault on a player like that. And, and every single player got away with it. <laughs> it's crazy. But Callum Wilson, um, obviously, you know, he's been really impressive for Newcastle coming from Bournemouth. I think now is um, 50th Premier League goal, uh, 145 appearances. He scored more. Only more against West Ham with eight goals than he did against Everton with six. Now, I was thinking about this um, last night watching match a day. How, for England now, Max, obviously the Euros set to come up as at the minute. Obviously, you know, it could get postponed with what's going on and hopefully it goes ahead and fans can be there. But do, for example, for England, do they take three strikers to the Euros? So, for example, Harry Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Danny Ings... Patrick Bamford, possibly, or Callum Wilson, or Avardi, if he comes out. Um, I mean, it's obviously the options, especially attacking-wise, for for England, are, there's so many good good options. But um, I mean, I mean personally, there are three names that that stick out, and um, obviously Harry Kane, uh, Danny Ings, and Calvert Lewin are probably the three that I'd go with. But then it's, again, it's you do have options on the wing who can play as striker. Obviously, Rashford being one of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. 
and obviously it's dependent on you know injuries because I think you know, obviously Harry Kane and Danny Ings have been quite injury prone. But um, you know it, it's difficult. I mean for me, I'd probably say I mean based on form obviously until the end of the season because that's what you're going to want to make the judgment on. Uh, I'd probably stick to to two strikers and you could also use Rashford there as well. Um, because, I mean, there are options. I think there's quite a lot of defenders, centre-back options as well that you're going to want to try to cover. Obviously, there's loads of, you know, good full-backs as well. So, yeah, no, you, you, want to, you want to try to have as much space, uh, as many people, as many, uh, as many players as possible uh, going. So, yeah, I don't think three is, is quite necessary. But, I mean, I think in terms of the three strikers for me, yeah, definitely Harry Kane, Danny Ings and Cavalier. Yeah, as well. Obviously, there's been a, a lot of talk of possibly, you know, Vardy coming out of retirement because he retired, what, um, just after the Euros in 2016. So, yeah, 2017 as well. So, it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe Bamford, if he continues his form, possibly, you know, they got World Cup qualifiers coming ahead and you would expect England to win all them. So, maybe a time for rotation, maybe testing for the, for the Euros. But definitely a big result for Newcastle. Their first Premier League double over Everton since 2001-2 in their first league victory there since September 2010 on Guilfrey Sixon's 300th Premier League appearance um, for um, Everton. I think he's the only the second um, Iceland player to reach that milestone as well. But it was a disappointing day for him and Everton then. in the, There was three games at three o'clock. Crystal Palace beat Wolves 1-0. Obviously, Wolves haven't been doing that well themselves this year. Palace have started to, to slip down, but maybe, you know, they're starting to rise a little. Eze scored after 60 minutes. Obviously, he's been one player that's been um, brilliant as well. I think he signed for QPR for, what, 20 million as well. How impressed have you been with him, Alex? Yeah, he's quality. I, I like him. He's he's just that bit of a, a different type player. He's I think he's very hard to predict what he's going to do. He's, he is unpredictable, and yeah, I like him a lot. I got to admit, I when he came from QPR, I've seen him play a few times at Championship, and he was okay. But I got to admit, I, I thought he might struggle. But what I've seen of him, he's he's confident and he's strong. He's fit. He's quick. He's got it all. To be honest, he, he could come on to become one of Palace's most invital players behind Zaha. And William Jose, um, Lloyd obviously um, he joined from Real Sociedad. We'll talk more about transfers later. Um, last week he made his um, first start for him as well. He had a, a two good chances as well. Do you expect him to be a, a key for um, Wolves going forward now in the next few games until Jimenez is back? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely think so. He's a really solid replacement. And obviously since that injury, they've been really lacking it. Because Fabio Silva is obviously very young and hasn't, well, he hasn't really been able to make the step up. But that shouldn't really be asked of him at this age anyway. Uh, so I think that's then it will be really good and it, it definitely will pay off within the next few weeks because yeah, I think he'll get him scoring a few more goals and he'll get him winning some games which is something they need to do a bit more of now in the bad form they're in Yeah, in the next three o'clock game Man City um, stay top of the Premier League beating Sheffield United 1-0 Gabriel Jesus scoring the only goal after um, nine minutes after a brilliant um well, yeah, brilliant ball from Ferran Torres to tap in. I think that's his first Premier League goal since November for um, for Jesus. Now, I think, um, what's that, 11 out of... Um, they've kept five clean sheets in a row and an impressive 11 out of the last 13. Um, the last team in England's top flight to register 12 consecutive victories were um, Arsenal in all competitions between August and October 2007. Have they won the league now, Max? 
I mean, it's difficult to say in this season, but in terms of consistency, uh, we, they're probably the most consistent uh, team that we've seen so far, uh, and, you know, in terms of their defensive strength as well. I mean, really, really, really strong at the back. So, uh, yeah, for me, while I wouldn't say, you know, it's wrapped up like we saw last season, but they're definitely clear favourites. And um, you know, as the games progress and the other teams start to drop away, uh, <clears throat> you, you're going to have to worry that maybe we will see a situation similar to last season just because I think there's, there's so much stronger uh, in every department when you compare to any uh, any other team in the league how impressed were you with um sheffield united obviously you know they only reduced man city to one goal i mean yeah <clears throat> yeah no it, it is really impressive and um the turnaround is almost there because i mean throughout the entire season they've been somewhat strong it's just they've really not been able to to kind of finish teams off you know they, they, they had a you know a couple of just one nil losses here and there they just haven't been able to get going uh, going forward really but um, yeah, no, they, they seem to tr- be looking to turn around their fortunes. But it, for me, I mean, I don't. I think it's, it's too far gone at this point. So yeah, no, I think against Man City that they were never really gonna cause an upset though, because I just think they're too uh, solid. Yeah, as well for Man City, definitely um, brilliant um, result for them. Obviously, stays um, top of the league. But for Guardiola, it was a brilliant day for him. That's 500 career wins now, 401 points for Man City and 12 wins in a row for um, Man City, as we said, a club record. And I think 650 um, goals in all competitions under um, Pep Guardiola as well. So definitely um, a good milestone for Pep. And then there was a game, uh, the other game at three o'clock was on BBC and it was a brilliant game. Um, obviously, two teams at the bottom, West Brom and Fulham. 2-2 there. Bobby Reid scored after 10 minutes. Carl Bartley after 47 minutes. And then um, Pereira put West Brom ahead after 66 minutes. And then a brilliant ball in from Harrison Reid won the um, probably assist of the season. And Ivan Cavallio finished it off in the 66, 66 minute, uh, 76 minutes. Sorry. Any hope for any of them to get out the relegation zone, uh, Lloyd? Uh, I think realistically... I think Fulham have the greatest chance. In my opinion, there's no way West Brom do. Under Allardyce, they've looked terrible. They've looked way worse than they ever were under Billage. Like, you look at the results there, they considered five to Lee, four to us, four to City, I think, and two to Fulham. Five to... There's 17 goals, and like, it's just a few games. This team really isn't that good defensively. That's what... what Big Sam's known for. He's known to come in and give them defensive stability. And they just really haven't looked that good. Uh, they played well against Fulham. But I think Fulham are the better team and have much more of a chance of getting out. Like, they've actually picked up results recently as well. One player that has been impressive for West Brom, though, um, probably their standout player, really, and um, got him a lot of points this season is Mateus Pereira. How impressed have you been with him, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, he's he's probably been a diamond in the rough in our West Brom team. Uh, he's he scores very crucial goals for them, and he's he has looked really good. And I think if they do go down, he'll definitely get himself a move to something like a Crystal Palace, maybe. Talking of crucial goals, the Fulham striker that has scored a lot of crucial goals, um, Bobby Reid. Obviously, Alex, you'll know him well from um, Cardiff days. How impressed have you been with him um, last season in the Championship, but more so in the Premier League this year, scoring against you know the likes of Liverpool? I think he's been really good. I think he's a really underrated player. The trouble is, he, no one seems to know what his best position is. And I think 
the more that goes on in your career, the harder it is to sort of get a regular spot. But I just amazed the car if you know we got an absolute clown like Josh Murphy who was, was given he mistreated? the opportunity. What's that, sorry? Was he mistreated at Cardiff? Yeah, oh, unbelievably mistreated. I just couldn't, couldn't understand what Warnock did. He brought him in, and then he decided he wasn't going to play the style of football that suited him. But he, he he played 12 million for Josh Murphy, who's possibly one of the worst players I've ever seen play for Cardiff in my entire life of watching him. Um, gets in regular. Bobby Reid was hardly played. Bobby Reid, I think, was our second top scorer. He didn't play hardly any games. He was completely mistreated by Cardiff. I, I thought it was an absolute disgrace. And... You know, as, as I used to go with you and your dad and explain that fact, I just thought the way he was treated was was shambolic. And I, I, I can't fault him and I wish him all the best. I hope, I hope he goes on to bigger and better things with, with Fulham or, or, or whoever else. Yeah, you, you were certainly a, um, a big um, admirer of, um, of him when he played. But, you know, he had that brilliant performance, didn't he, against Bournemouth when Cardiff were down and out and he scored them two goals to gave her. Three points, a massive three points at the time, but he's certainly done well. And I think since um, only in 2017 to 18, as um, Bobby Reid scored more goals in all competitions in a single campaign than is seven um, this year, he scored 21 last season. Um, obviously, he was playing for Bristol City before he went to Cardiff at the time, but maybe. Uh, you know, as we said, probably Fulham are the team you expect most likely to get out of that. And you could argue maybe two points drop because they should have probably been four or five nil up at half time. It was a, a brilliant game, really. But Fulham probably were the better team. And then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, it was a poor game at half five between Arsenal and Man United. Lloyd, I'll let you start off. Thoughts? Uh, well, to be honest, I'm, I'm very happy with the point. You look at the team we put out, there's no Aubameyang, no Bukayo Saka, no Kieran Tierney, uh, no Gabriel. It's, it's a very, very weakened team. Like I didn't really go into the game expecting much. And well, we came up with a point, which is, oh, I think is very good for us. I don't really want to talk about United, but I think I think if they took the chances, they could have done better. But I think we were the better team, we are the weakened team. And I, I'm quite happy with the point. Um, if, if we had that fiction again, and we had Bakarasaka in the team, we had Tierney, we had Aubameyang, we had our full team, I bet we easily would have won that game. We put them on the field, and our, our performance is going to improve further. We're going to create more, and we're going to finish more as well. I, I I strongly believe if we had the full team, we would have won. Yeah, I thought, obviously, you said Saka's got a hip injury, Aubameyang was out for what personal reasons, and Tierney's got a, a calf injury as well. Um, yeah, do we know how long Tierney's out for? Uh, no, but I think I think he'll be like within the next week or something. Uh, I know Saka's back in training as well, and and Aubameyang Sabayas are too. And um, one player that was impressive, I think he actually got the Sky Sports Man of the Match, and um, his celebration of that block um, in the first half on the Fernandez free kick summed his game up really brilliant. Um, David Luiz. Obviously, we've criticised him a lot. Um, start the season, end of last season, he was, be uh, honest, he was terrible for you, really. But how much have you been impressed on how he's turned you around? Uh, yeah, he, he had a really good game. Like like you said, you look back to last season, like the City game in particular, where he gave away a penalty, then got sent off. Uh, he, he, he didn't really have the best of games for us. But he's always been a solid defender, outside of his mistakes. And when he doesn't make those mistakes, he'll, call, he'll put out a performance like that. And I'm very glad that he stepped up in the team. And on the other end for us, um, well, like you said, we were the better team first off if we took our chances. 
we probably, you know, could have been 2-3-0 up, but then you probably yourselves could have been 2-3-0. I think we had a brilliant chance in the 89th minute where um, I can't remember who put the ball in and then it was set to go to Cavani and tap in, but I don't know what Martial was doing. Um, he was the worst player on the pitch when he came on, but, you know, another poor player on the pitch, Alex, um, you know, was Bruno Fernandes. He, start, he created some, but he just didn't pay off now what do you think thoughts on him in in these big games because you've been very harsh of him do you think you know maybe he's got a bit of an issue with the big games or what do you think it is I think it's a lot of things I think the first thing is he's played a lot of football he's come he come from a country where obviously he gets a lot more breaks he's come from premiership but he hasn't had much breaks this year so I will give him that but I think and I think also people are now working him out I don't think as he's he's as perhaps as good as perhaps it was initially thought or it could be the fact that he's tired but he doesn't seem the same player and I don't know what it is he just seems to be giving passes away and then moaning he just doesn't seem the same package as he was six months ago and unfortunately <clears throat> when you go to a club like Man United the games you want to win are the games against the top six not against the bottom six and I think he doesn't seem to turn up in the top six games and I don't know why. Obviously, I'm not going to say he's rubbish because I'd be stupid to say because he's not rubbish. He's a quality player. But he is struggling and I think if he doesn't snap out of it, he's got to be dropped. And it, At the moment, another poor finale, he just he, he, he seems undroppable. Now, if you've got a player that's undroppable, you forget it now as far as I'm concerned because there's no pressure on him. I, I think he's coming to a point now he has to be dropped. I, I watch Pogba quite a lot because, you know, I think Pogba's a wonderful player. He didn't yeah. have a good game. He didn't have a good game against Arsenal. He didn't. But at least he was trying to get involved. At least he was trying to make tackles. At least he was trying to make something happen. I thought Fernandez was was poor again. And I honestly don't know the last time I can remember him saying, oh, he had a really good game that game. I, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Or perhaps he's tired, fatigue. I don't know. But um, it was interesting to see what he does next couple of games, to be honest. Yeah, you know how much I love um, Fernandez. But, you know, we haven't got to be critical if he doesn't perform. And I've said that, I think. Um, he didn't. I think he had five um, crosses that weren't accurate crosses into the box, and he didn't create a big chance. Obviously, he didn't score. Um, again, assist. I think he's um, yet to get an open play goal contribution against a, a big six team. What do you think the issue is then? Come with the big six um, games that he plays in, Max. I mean, Bruno specifically, I think is the kind of player that he is. Um, he is obviously the kind of playmaker that is just going to try to get the ball to his feet a lot and uh, try to create out of nothing. And that can lead to, I mean, we've seen it before, a lot giving the ball away a lot and things like that. But again, he, need, he needs the ball at his feet a lot. And, um, you know, I think he's less likely to, to get that when, you know, you're trying to you know, cover the counter when you're, when you're in possession. So, yeah, if you're trying to play a more uh, a defensive game, then it's going to be difficult for a player like that to, to thrive. And the thing is, he's kind of an effortless player as well. He's a kind of player like a Firmino that they're kind of almost effortless with it, with this, the, the talent that they have and, and they're kind of, you know, doing their jobs and, and kind of making it look easy. But the thing is, when you don't get anything off, when you don't get goals or assists and you're that kind of player, you, don't like, you look like you're doing nothing at all. And, and every chance that could potentially lead to a goal or an assist, you know, if it, if it comes to nothing, then you, then you look like you're doing a poor job. Yeah, I think... And it's definitely been a problem for him that he hasn't been performing in um, the big games. I think Paul Skull said it um, as well, that he's been disappointed in every single um, one of the, the big games. Well, But it was a big incident, um, Lloyd, as well, that 
he could have possibly um, been sent off. Now, you know, I've seen him given. I haven't seen him given as well, obviously, in that circumstance. I was a bit surprised that I don't think he got a, a yellow card as well. Obviously, you'll probably say it was a, a red card, so we'll maybe pass the baton on to, to Alex or Max on that one. Alex, was it a red card first of um, the challenge on Granite Shaka for you? I don't know, to be honest. Probably in today's game, yes, but no, it was it was probably... I, I was surprised he didn't get a yellow, but no, I don't think it was a red card, if I'm honest. I think a yellow at most, but again, I'm not sure. But yeah, I would say yellow. You, Max? Yeah, again, it could it could go either way, but I mean, I'd probably I'd yeah I'd, I'd probably say uh, it would be a soft red, uh, but yeah, red. Mm. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was red because obviously his studs on the back, but I think you know he should have be at least been given a a yellow. But we haven't beaten a, a traditional top six team, you know, as you'd like like to call them. Obviously, it's all over the place this year. The top six since. March 2020. Do you think that's the problem Oli Gunnar Solskjaer can solve, Alex? No, absolutely not. I honestly think it just shows him what a manager he is. I thought he made the wrong decision against Sheffield United with Luke Shaw not playing, which I'm amazed that Luke Shaw would affect you if he game that much, but he has been very, very good. No, I think Oli, no, no, he hasn't got, he has to. If Man United want to do anything, he has to go. The first person you need to get rid of is Oli. There's no doubt in my mind that he just hasn't got the big game mentality, unfortunately. He's um he's lacking in woeful he's woeful he is, Ollie. I'm sorry, I just I can't I got nothing nothing uh, positive to say about him as a manager. As a as a player I liked him. As a person he seems like a lovely fella, but no, he's way out of his depth at United, way out of his depth. But obviously, um, it's been sad news this, this this last week. It has been. Obviously, we lost to Sheffield United and drawn with Arsenal. That um, was it. Three of our players now: um, Axel Trinzebi, Anthony Martial, and Marcus Rashford have been um, racially abused on um, social media. Obviously, Rashford come out, didn't take a screenshot of the the comments, but did um, make a comment on it. Do you think that you got incidents like this, like you know? Martial has been poor um, for quite a while now. I think, well, all season, you'd probably say as well. Um, Chewin Zabie's been brilliant in the Champions League, but Rashford hasn't really been on it. Obviously, what he's done off the pitch, um, you know, has been brilliant for the campaigning he's done and, and all that. And then you've got idiots like making comments, you know, racial comments like that, which is just, you know, it needs to be kicked out straight away. And as, you know, you hear on the TV all the time and the radio that, Social media companies probably do need to do um, way more. Do you think it's incidents like this and other stuff that, you know, is maybe holding Anthony Marshall and Rashford back on confidence and ability-wise, Alex? I hope not, because you, you wouldn't want the mindless idiots that are out there and keyboard warriors that say these disgusting things. Is I hope not. But, yeah, you... If you've got, I don't know, if, I don't know if they were they United fans that were racially abused. Or were they? Not as if it matters. I'm not. No, I, 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 I can't answer. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, but yeah, it's, um, it's Rashford didn't take any screenshots of them, so obviously we don't know who they are. In, but we in, just in this day and age, I just, yeah. I can't, I can't get my head around it. I, I, I just, my head hurts from it all. It's disgusting. It's just not, no need. If, if you don't like a player, fair. I got no problem if you criticise a player for his ability for what he does, but to criticise him for his colour of his skin, these people just need to be locked up and never see the light of day again. It's, it just make it makes me upset. Actually, it does make me upset that you would do that 
I just, I, I really can't get my head around it in this day and age. It's never been acceptable. But why do these people think they can sit behind a, a phone, a keyboard? You know, I'm not an IT expert. You three probably know more about it than me. But surely there must be a way of, of saying before you go set up one of these social media accounts that you have to, I don't know, put your passport in it or something so they know who these people are. And they go and find them and they go and put them in prison because it's just, it, it, you just cannot say these things. It, it's it, it absolutely disgusting. Honestly, it makes you quite upset and, and ashamed. And luckily, it's not everyone. It's just a small few. But they're just spoiling it for everybody else. And anyone that gets racial abuse is, is it got all my sympathies. And I think it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Yeah, obviously, Oli Gunn-Socia said in his press conference today as well that, you know, obviously, footballers and other celebrities get in the limelight as well. But it still goes for, for anyone. What do you think more needs to be done then, um, Lloyd? Because obviously... When did the Premier League resume? Was it? It was June when it, it, the Premier League resumed. Obviously after lockdown, and ever since they've been taking a knee. And the past few months, you've heard like people and you know on on social media and say, do they still need to take it? Which obviously is quite evidential that you know with incidents like this that they still need to to probably do it. What what do you think needs to be done more to stop all this? Yeah, I'm not really sure what the solution would be. Uh, but I definitely think the Premier needs to do more, because like like you said, everyone takes a knee. But I, I don't really think they do enough at all. Like the fact that it still goes on is disgusting, and like they they give out fines, but it it's, it still shouldn't have to get to the point where where like Rashford has to post about it on Twitter. It, it should never have to get to that point. And I think they need to do miles more to well to try and kick it out finally. Like it's literally 2021. Yeah. Did it? Did they? What do you think? Obviously, there's been a lot of talk. Social media companies should do more. What, what would be the solution for you, Max? Um, well, I mean, I, I do think the Premier League needs to do more, and I think that social media companies need to do more as well. Um, and I, I mean, I think there are certainly things that can be done about it. Uh, I mean, I couldn't necessarily tell you all of them. I mean, I think if I could solve racism, I'd have a statue. But, you know, I, listen, I mean, yeah, I think it's, you know, you have to inquire about these people. And I think, you know, there are definitely ways to find out more about people that do this online. There are definitely ways to do that. Uh, <clears throat> but the, the thing is, lots of them are probably like, they're probably kids, you know, and they, th- that is part of it. And it's, 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 I mean, I think, yeah, fines definitely a good, a good thing to take out. Uh, yeah. But again, I'm, I couldn't tell you all of the, all of the steps to take because, you know, it's the, the kind of problem that will, I mean, you, you, you worry it'll never really be solved because it's, it's so, uh, rooted in in you know in humanity and it's it's really it's really terrible yeah as well but on to some positivity for for us anyway i think um we've broken the record the club record of 17 um league games away from home without defeat is that a bit of a silver lining alex for the performance yeah possibly i i, I don't like slagging united off i don't because i, I think you know you're a massive club and as i said if united and arsenal are good the Premiership is better, but I, I don't think there is any silver lining. And I think until you get rid of Oli Leon, and I, I just don't see the way forward. Yeah, you'll beat the weaker teams. Well, most of the weaker teams you will. And as soon as they come up against the, you know, the top six, as I said to Lloyd earlier, I don't think they've scored against Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, or Man City in the league. That, 
that can't go on. Something's got to be done about that because it doesn't make any sense. You can't just beat the weaker teams and then completely fall apart against the, the you know, the, the big teams. And you don't mind. I know nil-nil might not sound a great result, but you might. I'd rather, wouldn't you rather lose two-one than just draw nil-nil and give it a go? I, 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 it's pretty embarrassing for United, especially with the the riches of talents they've got. It's, I'm sorry, as I said, Ollie has to go. Or you, I don't think you'll ever get get back to where you were unfortunately yeah hopefully you can um keep it in run but it has been a, a terrible week obviously you know one point from the the two games and it was looking so promising for us as well starting to you know and then it's back to reality as you said probably there but can i just add something before you stop on that i thought the way um grant zaka handled the incident with fernandez was first class he didn't go down rolling around he didn't go down Make, he didn't scream like um, I'm not going to mention the other player who screamed like yesterday. Um, you know, so fair play to to, to Lloyd. I think he should say that he he didn't make a deal of it, and you know, fair play to him. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, fair play to him. I think he did have a, a decent game. So Rob holding another one that had a, a decent game. I think he he was brilliant as well. Ten clearances, six ball recoveries, two tackles, 65 touches, 44. Successful passes, um, 86.3 as well. So he's a, another key player. Is he a, a key player in your defence now, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's more of a short-term, a short-term role then. Uh, I think we'll probably be looking to upgrade on him in one of the next transfer windows. But I think if he continues this one, we probably need to. Like like you said, he, he had a really solid game against Man United, and he has looked really solid, really. And I, I, I'm quite happy with him. I, I see quite a lot of criticism about him, but I, I think he's quite uncalled for. Like he, he, he hasn't made any mistakes, and he's been really solid. Our defense is now one of the best in the league. Like if you look at the past, like something like in the past, like seven games, we've considered two goals. Defensively, we've been amazing. I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for it. He's, he's played with a lot of different partners as well. Like he's played alongside Gabriel, Pablo, Mari, David Luiz, and he's like. He's adapted to all of it, and I, I think he's his major credit. Yeah, I think you know he's, he's done done a really good job to to be fair to him, and you are looking um, stronger defensively. We'll talk about some more transfers um, later, but in the last game, then it was between Aston Villa and Southampton. Obviously, Aston Villa got loads of games in hand. Southampton have started to, to drop off a little the past. Um, few weeks as well. There was a, a VAR incident within the first few minutes, and it was a handball against Matty Cash, where I think they come out the Premier League VAR um, or whatever they call it, come out and said after that it um, came off his thigh and then his hand. Obviously, at the start of the season, it probably would have been given. But in the game, Aston Villa won one nil. Ross Barkley, who's been brilliant um, when he's been fit, obviously loan signing from Chelsea as well, scoring penalty for you was it, Max? Um, I mean, yeah, I probably have to say. I mean, it, it is a bit, it is a bit silly, really. I, I got to say, I really feel. I mean, obviously, we'll get onto the the decision as well. But I, I mean, I think I feel bad. bad <coughs> sorry, bad for Southampton, really. I think they they really deserve something for the game. I think for Aston Villa, I think you know they say, as you said, Alex, over the season, VAR does even even itself out. But I think for Aston Villa. You talk about teams that have had luck with VR. I think Aston Villa have got to be up there. Obviously, last year, they probably only survived in the Premier League because of the goal line technology blunder, let's be honest with that. Otherwise, they'd be playing championship now. 
um, when the ball quite clearly crossed the line for the Sheffield United goal. And then they've had that luck where probably Southampton, Ward, Prowse, you know, clinical from the spot, probably would have scored from the penalty spot as well. So maybe a bit of, of luck there. And then you've had, you know, other, other incidents other incidents, you know, since that have maybe, you know, gone in Aston Villa's favour. But, you know, as we said, was it the right outcome for you, Lloyd? Uh, for the Southampton Villa game? Yeah, but for the, obviously, you come off his thigh then, the hand. Uh, no, I, I think, I think at least one of the, one of the Southampton girls would have stood. Uh, I think, like, like you said, Villa have been, they've been very lucky. Were they like? So I, I know they complained because the Man City decision. That was just because none of them knew the rules. Uh, I definitely think Southampton should have scored at least one goal. Uh, I I think it's terrible. And obviously, um, talk about Liverpool after, but Mo Salah actually said, um, Alex this this week that he doesn't like VAR and he feels sorry for for strikers because there's been a lot of goals that have ruled out for stupid decisions. What do you think needs to improve for VAR then? I don't know. I was a big fan of VAR. I thought, all right, when it comes in, it's going to solve a lot of the problems. But it hasn't. It's making things twice as complicated as it ever would be. And that's the problem. It's like I always remember when the offside rule, they all give the benefit to the striker now. If if their hand is over the line or their foot or their toenail, they, they call it off. Now, to me, I want every decision to be right, I suppose. But I don't know. I don't think they're using VAR correctly. I I was a bit confused. I, I honestly thought it'd be it would be better than this, and it's, it is making a bit of a mockery of it, I think. And yeah, it's spoiling probably the enjoyment, especially if you're in a ground and you go up and you you know you're up for a goal and then he gets called off. It, don't get me wrong, the obvious ones I've got no issue with, but yeah, I think something's got to be done about 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 the you know the offside by a hand or a foot the foot or all this. I, I I don't know. I think with the hand and Bamford had it earlier in the season as well. I think you know they're pointing to tell. The, the midfielder or defender or attacker where to put the ball so I, I don't get how you can give it as, as offside okay his arm's offside but it, you could quite clearly see on the weekend and Bamford had it earlier in the season as I said he's pointing to tell him where to put the ball so I don't know and like Salah said that he didn't like VR he didn't want to complain because he didn't want to get fined but one big question is obviously he wasn't in operation when Cardiff were in the Premier League. Do you think if VR was in operation, Cardiff would have stayed up, Alex? <laughs> I don't know if we if we would have stayed up, but I know certain games. I don't want to remind me of that Chelsea game where I literally yeah. <laughs> cry. And I was the, the most angry thing I've ever been coming out he of a football ground in my life. I I would have quite easily got into a fight with anyone that day because I was just fuming. Also, the Burnley game away where we had two stone more penalties. Even Liverpool, when we lost 2-0, they were much better than us. But the Salah instant when he dived, it was proved yeah. after that. I'm not saying we'd have stayed up, but I think it would have given us a better chance and we could have had a better chance of staying up. I'm not saying we would have, because we were poor in, in comparison to Premiership standards. I've got no issue with that. But, yeah, I think if you look back, I think, you know, I think, again, we've been in the Premiership for two seasons. And I think we've had three penalties or two penalties. Now, that, to me, just seems crazy with the amount of penalties that are given. So... I think he would have given a better, better chance than that that Chelsea game, possibly one of the worst games I've ever been to in my life. That made me feel physically sick coming out of that game. I I just couldn't have believed it. We'd have won that game, and that, that could have been a turning point. Who knows? 
Yeah, I think um, there have been a lot of games that Cardiff should have won. Um, that season, both Aston Villa and Martinez has 10 clean sheets in the Premier League this season. Only Edison of Man City uh, with 12 has kept more. So obviously, you know, good defensively. And we talked about how good a signing he was. And then on um, Sunday, the early game, Thomas Tuchel got his first win as manager as Chelsea beat Burnley. 2-0 as expected really after Laquetta scoring after 40 minutes and then Marcus Alonso who um, I think he had an argument with Frank Lampard after they drew with West Brom 3-3 in um, October um, has really been frozen out really and was likely to leave in his transfer window of the Atletico I think were interested but Tuchel played him on the weekend started and he scored probably a you know, a brilliant finish, actually, where he kept it up um, on his knee and then he chested it and then he um, smashed it across Pope and uh, he had no chance. Chelsea under Tuchel then, is it a sign of good things to come, Max? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. There's definitely an improvement. And I think Tuchel, uh, I mean, regardless of the questions that people have had about him, I think he's a good manager. I think he's definitely a step up from, from Lampard. He's certainly got more experience. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think the system is, is, is very interesting. and. Uh, and I think, obviously, I think the performance against Burnley, it may have been part of a, the new manager bounce, but I mean, you know, it was it was very, very dominant against a somewhat, you know, an informed Burnley side that only only beat uh, Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I mean, I think it was a really impressive performance. And, you know, I think, it, I mean, sadly to say, if, obviously, a Spurs fan, you know, I do think that they kind of look look like they've got a little bit more to offer now under Tuchel. And do you think, obviously, Frank Lampard had it, a few problems as well, knowing his midfield. Obviously, um, Chelsea have got Astro Laquette, who scored his first goal since last January. Thiago Silva's been doing well. Alonso, Chilwell, um, Reese James, well, Rudig have played on the weekend. Um, as well, I think you've got Zuma on the bench as well. Um, Tomorrow, no, sorry, not tomorrow, he's left now. But um, you've got all the, all the options. Do you think that Tuchel knows his... Um, you know, it's solid four, five or, or three, however he plays. Or is it going to be like a, a Pep Guardiola last year, keep rotating? Well, I, I think, I mean, obviously he's playing, the system he's playing at the minute, which is, uh, he's playing three at the back uh, with with full with two fullbacks. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think he will probably stick with this until it until it doesn't work. And then I think he'll rotate. And obviously he's dropping plays that were key under, under Lampard. No, I don't think he necessarily knows his best best 11 but I mean I think he he will play around and I think he'll stick with what with what fits and at the moment that is obviously this but he hasn't had that, that many games but I mean I think obviously Reese James is an example he hasn't been played uh Kante as well I mean it's really interesting the kind of lineup she's going with and uh you know I think it will come with time as to who he uh who he finds to be his his 11 because I'd imagine obviously players like Habit the obviously the big money signings will, will hopefully for them come good and I imagine that they'll find a a place in the team uh, permanently, and I think Reese James as well uh, is going to be their future uh, right back, starting right back like he was earlier on in the season. Yeah, as well. So for Chelsea's um, brilliant performance, and then in the next game, Leeds beat Leicester three-one. Barnes put Leicester ahead after 13 minutes before um, Dallas scored two minutes later after 15 minutes. And then Bamford scored in the 70th minute. Brilliant finish. And then um, he was very unselfish in the 84th minute where he was. Uh, Two on one um, with Casper Smythe and then he squared it to Harrison for the tap in as well. He got two assists and Rafina got um, the other one. Madison got the assist for Leicester. Um, Bamford, then we talked about, could he possibly get in future England squads for you, Lloyd? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think he might be able to. Uh, the only issue is, I, I think he's getting up to in terms of age now. And like, especially with the options ahead of him. I, I'm not sure if he will break out of it. But I think, like, especially that game against Leicester, focusing on his performance, well, it, it was probably, probably one of the best number nine performances I've seen this season. Like his link up play was excellent. His decision making was excellent. Like you said, his his pass to Harrison in the end, and his finishing was also really good. So I think he had an insanely good game, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he did get caught up into into the England team. But it is then the question again: Does he does he just get in over Kane over Calvert Lewin? So, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I mean, I think Calvert Lewin is. He's obviously a lot younger, and I think Ings is younger as well. So, I mean, in terms of an option from the perspective of Southgate, you're obviously going to want to look for the younger player because you're going to want to, you know, kind of see them into the, to the future future teams. And um, and I also think that they're both just better players generally. Uh, I think Ings is fantastic, and I think Cal- Calvert-Lewin is improving a lot as well. So, yeah, no, I think they definitely are better options for me in terms of the England striker position. Bamford's been playing really um, well recently. Obviously, got the the, the goal and um, the two assists as well. Does that show his um, game, Alex? That he can—he's not just a goal scorer. He can provide as well. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy. To be fair, you did his interview after, and he—he he, he seems very honest. He again in the championship, he he just didn't get a good run. He went to Norwich, didn't play. Went to Middlesbrough, didn't play. He was quite a journeyman, wasn't he? I think he started with Chelsea and. To be fair to him, whatever he's done this year, the answer has, has worked. He's, he's. I do agree with Max and Lloyd. I think for England's probably just about pushing it, but I think he he definitely be a, a good backup if, if they get any injuries to Kane, Ings, and, and Calvert Lewin. Definitely, you know, yeah, hundred percent agree with both of them. Put himself in the um the shop window as well. Um, and for Leeds, obviously they've been on a poor run um since Christmas. Really, they lost to Crawley. Do you think this is the the return of Leeds now, Max? Um, well, I mean, I think they, they've still definitely got the, the moments where, you know, you may, maybe doubt their defence a little bit. But um, no, I mean, I definitely think that, that they will remain in the same position. Uh, and I think they'll continue to be, you know, consistently inconsistent like they were early on in the season. And I think, you know, they, they're just the kind of team that defensively they're always going to have it in them to have a, a poor result and concede a lot of goals. But, you yeah, know, I think, again... I mean, they're known to uh, drop off towards the end of the season, but I mean, I, I think obviously they, they've made a, a comfortable position for themselves, obviously mid-table, just under. So, you know, I, I think they're obviously going to be comfortable uh, coming into the season. Uh, as well, and um, I think between the um, Madison goal and the Dallas goal, 127 seconds as well. So obviously, and we could probably all agree that Leeds are one of the most exciting teams in the, the Premier League this year. And then two games um, left then to talk about. West Ham lost at home to Liverpool 3-1. A lot of talk were, um, was possibly about West Ham possibly getting a win over Liverpool and saying Liverpool were there for the taking. I think Carlton Cole said before and that Thomas Suchek had a... Um, was being better than Bruno Fernandes, which big questionable really in in the answer as well, but didn't really prove it on um, yesterday. Salah scored two. He's back to his um, goal scoring form now, and then Genie Wyarman scoring after 84 minutes before Dawson getting a late header in the 87th minute. Um, for Salah, is that a return of Salah now, Lloyd? Do you think? Obviously, you know, he's been creating chances, but he hasn't been um, taking them. Is this, you know, his goal-scoring streak back now, do you think? 
uh, yeah, uh, I definitely think it's back. I think he went six games without a goal, which is really not like him. I think I think that was only the second time he's done it since coming to Liverpool. But I definitely think he'll be back on the goal score. Like if if you look at the top score of this season, he's only on 15 goals, and then like he's three ahead of anyone else. So I I definitely think he'll he'll be back in this good form. Definitely, um, definitely done well. Um, obviously, you know, he's still Premier League top goals. But and Alex, you said yesterday that you reckon he's better than Fernandez and and De Bruyne as well, which you know possibly may be true. But I think they're all in the really the, the same bracket as well. But obviously, for West Ham, they've been doing so well. Do you expect them their run maybe to fall apart now, Max, or do you still expect them to continue this fine form and just say that they lost to a really good Liverpool side? Well, I mean, I think the, the kind of team like that, it's always difficult to imagine them going, obviously getting, you know, a Champions League place at the end of the season because it's just so difficult to do that. But, um, you know, I don't imagine them falling off by any means, though, you know, the, I, I do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they weren't, obviously, world beaters like they've, they've seen the last couple of weeks, obviously, consistently fantastic results and performances. But, um, you know, I think... It's silly to say that this Liverpool side is there for the taking at any point because obviously they're Premier League champions, and uh, you know when you play the champions, regardless of who is injured, and I mean they pull a lot of injuries, but they have quality in the team, and I think obviously Salah is a prime example of that. So yeah, no, I mean I think, I mean I think the goals back to back they're absolutely fantastic and superb, really. So you know you, you can't really say that it was West Ham's uh, issues; it was more Liverpool's. Uh, you know, successes. So, you know, I mean, I, I'd probably say for them, it's just more a case of uh, Liverpool being great than them being poor. And I expect them to continue in, you know, the good form they've been in. And staying with you, obviously, the last game, your team Tottenham lost away at Brighton 1-0. Leano, uh, sorry, um, Trossard with the goal after 17 um, minutes as well. I think that's their first um, win, yeah, since 2020. I think their last three victories, which is quite remarkable, really. Um, 2019, 2020 and 2021 was their last um, three home victories. More in wrong, Max. What didn't go wrong, really? I mean, I just think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say, Trinity. It's just terrible. I, I, I think, obviously, Kane is going to be a massive loss, but um, I feel like, I don't think Vinicius should have started. I don't think Bale should be up for it. He, he was, I mean, I think he just kind of really didn't really help us with the kind of play that we wanted, we wanted to, to play, you know, quick counter-attacking football. Uh, I mean, I think that, the defense was poor. I think it was just a lethargic performance generally. I don't think there was any one thing that you could pick out as being as being bad. So yeah, no, I mean, it was absolutely terrible, really, really bad. And I think Mourinho said before that he wanted to start Bale as a striker as well, which obviously he backtracked. But for Brighton, their first home win in 225 days. Do you think they're safe now, Alex? No, they're not safe, but I. I think they got enough to stay up. I, if you look at the teams like um, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United, the three I think will go. I think they'll have enough to stay up, but it won't be easy for them. This will have probably some nervy spells towards the end, but yeah, I, I do think Brighton will stay up. Yeah, I questioned them a few weeks ago, but I think they've kept you know three clean sheets now. They're starting to look um, better as well. So for Brighton, it is looking um, promising. So the league table then. At the end of the game week, Man City remain top, sadly. Obviously, you know, what's that? 12 games unbeaten now. Um, unstoppable, really, as we said. It is theirs to probably lose now and 
sadly to say that. 20 games played for them, then 44 points. We're in second, 21 games played, 41. Liverpool have closed the gap, going up to third now on 40 points. Leicester drops to fourth, 39 points after 21 games. West Ham are in fifth, 35 points after 21 games. Tottenham in sixth, 20 points, 33 points. 20 games played, 33 points. Chelsea got to seventh now with our victory. 21 games played, 33 points. Everton dropped down on goal difference, but they played 19 games, 33 points. Aston Villa go above Arsenal with the, the win. 19 games played, 32 points. Arsenal remain in the top 10 then, obviously. 21 games played, uh, 31 points. Then it's Southampton on 29 um, points, the same as Leeds. Both have played 20 games. Uh, Palace go up to 13th, 21 games played, 26. Wolves drop down a place. Um, 21 games played, 23. Newcastle go up to 15th, that impressive victory against um, Everton as well, that probably did save Steve Bruce's job. They went 22 points after 21 games. Burnley dropped down a place, obviously, that defeat to um, Chelsea. 20 games played, 22. Brighton, despite their brilliant victory over Tottenham, remain 17th, 21 points played, uh, 21 um, points after 21 games. And then Fulham remain in 18th, 20 games played, 14 points, so seven points off the um, safety zone now. And then West Brom, 12 points, and Sheffield United, eight points after um, 21 games. So um, the fixtures for the, the next game week, which is the midweek, Sheffield United play West Brom at six o'clock on BT, Wolves play Arsenal six o'clock, Man United play Southampton at quarter past eight, Newcastle Palace at quarter past eight. Wednesday, Burnley Man City, 6 o'clock. Fulham Leicester at the same time. Half seven, Leeds against Everton. Um, and then Aston Villa, West Ham at quarter past eight, the same as Liverpool. Right. And then the big game on Thursday, um, Tottenham played Chelsea at eight o'clock. All them games um, in midweek are on BT. So before we end, we'll talk the transfers in a minute. But we'll talk about, we're going to do our grading because obviously it's the end of January. So we have a better picture on how the teams have been um, performing. So we'll start off with um, Man City, obviously title contenders, probably favourite for the league now. How have you rated them, Alex? B. Pardon? B. B. I thought you were giving them ratings. Uh, sorry, great. Sorry, we, we said great. Sorry. God, are you giving them a B? Yeah, B. Why B, not A? Well, they haven't won anything yet, and I, as a Man City fan, the amount of money they spend season after season, you'd expect them to be top. So there's no, no, no real shock at the top of the league. So B, I haven't overachieved, I haven't underachieved. B. And for you, Max? Uh, I said A, just because of uh, you know the kind of the kind of style of play that they, they've been playing. You wouldn't really expect it to come in the beginning of the season, and I think the signings as well, uh, for once, have they've come good for them. I agree with um, Max. Yeah, I think A, you Lloyd. We'll come back to Lloyd on. Um, that and the next team then, um, Man United, obviously, you three put them as title contenders. I said I'll be happy with Champions League this year. Max, to start off with you, what have you rated Man United? Um, yeah, I'd probably say just an A. Uh, I was thinking A star just because of, uh, you know, I think they've pulled off a miracle. Even, you know, being top half is so terrible with such a bad manager. But, yeah, no, I think A. You, Alex? I like giving them an A as well. <laughs> yeah, it's because I didn't, you know, like like Max just said, with the manager they've got, and, 
you know, they, I, I think they completely overachieved to be where they are. So, yeah, A for me. I've given us an A star because I think we, we were top of the league for three weeks. We've done really well. I mean, they've over overperformed um, the season. I think we have. Um, obviously, you know, we, you'd expect us to be in the top of the league or whatever as a club. But I think compared to last year, how much we've improved and... Um, and other players are starting to step up. Obviously, Pogs has stepped up. Fernandez has maybe um, fallen off as well. Liverpool, obviously, top contenders. We've um, questioned whether they get Champions League. What have you done with them, Max? Uh, Liverpool, for me, I've put them B. I mean, it's difficult to, to, to really critique them that much because of the injuries they've had. But, I mean, overall, for a Liverpool fan, you wouldn't be that happy. But, yeah, obviously, with injuries and contacts, I'd say B. You, um, Alex? I've given them a C. I think they have underachieved a little bit, even um, with the players not being in. I don't think they've been firing on all cylinders this year. And I'm, I, I, I still think Salah, Mane and Firmino did go through a spell where they, where they struggled a bit. So C, but um, could go up to an A by the end of the season. Who knows? I agree with Alex on, on that one. I think they have been quite poor to their standards over the, the past few um, weeks. Leicester, obviously... You know, possibly title contenders, but mainly Champions League. How have you done there, Max? Uh, for me, A star, I'd probably say, uh, just because, I mean, I think they've been, obviously not this weekend result, but, you know, I think they've been fantastic, really. I mean, you can really ask for much more than them. You know, you'd probably say they're in the title race and they look, you know, fairly secure for a top four position. Um, I'd put them as a, an A because I think, you know, the past few weeks they've maybe slipped off. Obviously, it hasn't helped with Jamie Vardy. You, Alex? No, I, I want to say, because my age, I didn't know what A star was. I wasn't around when I was, uh, you know, my studies, <laughs> so I, I've given them an A as well. An A? Yeah. Um, fair enough on, on that one. West Ham, obviously, possible Champions League contenders, but more so Europa League. How have you rated them, Alex? A, again, they've done, you know, they've totally overachieved so far. And no matter what happens now, I think they'll look back at this season and um, think it'll be a success. And it's strange because everyone slags off their stadium. And I don't, I know it's not the best, but um, you'd be interested to see what it would have been like yesterday with all their fans in. It would have been rocking, I think. So, yeah, definitely an A for them. I put them as an A star, you, Max? Uh, yeah, for me, West Ham, yeah, it's got to be an A star, really. Um, as well, the next team, Tottenham, we said a few weeks ago, probably in the first few weeks, that they could possibly be title contenders, but probably Champions League for you now. I put you actually um, a, a D, I put for Tottenham, because all the hype at the start of the season, you know, thinking that you possibly win the league, especially the first few weeks, and saying that, you know, you were on brilliant form. You brought in Bale, which has turned out to be a flop, really, obviously, you know, for, for several reasons. He's been injured or he hasn't got played. And I think, you know, Son and Kane have been brilliant, but, you know, it's been disappointing. What have you put yourselves um, at, Max? I mean, I think come the end of the season, it could easily be a D. But I think in context, is you know, when we were predicting uh, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the season, I think people were predicting Spurs to be, you know, sick, probably the worst out of all the top six. And, um, you know, come the end of the season, that could potentially be what it is. And I think, you know, seeing that that was what was expected. And I mean, obviously, the, I mean, I, I think you have to think of what was happening, I suppose, at the beginning of the season as a, as a success, even, you know, just even you know, what happened since, obviously, is not very good. But, uh, you know, I think for, for that, I'd, I'd put C. Um, Alex, for you? Yeah, C, again. Um, there was a lot of bluster, but I think, 
as a Spurs fan, you're not going to be too disappointed with C. But um, yeah, definitely C. Um, and then Chelsea, obviously, start seeing in the predictions, we said that the title contenders, but more so Champions League, are pushed. What have you put them at, Max? Um, for me, it's between C and a D, but I think just because of recent events and uh, obviously getting a new manager in who seems uh, that he knows what he's doing, I'd probably say C. And what did you put them at, Alex? No, I've put them as an E. An E? Okay. I think they've struggled, and I I don't think they know their best team. They've spent a lot, a lot of money. And I think, as most Chelsea fans, would expect them to be a lot higher up than they are now. Forget, forget the Lampard thing. I'm not slagging him off, saying he's this, that and the other. But I think some of the money they've spent, um, they should be a lot higher. So, yeah, I've given them an E. I've put them at a, um, a D. Um, Lloyd, obviously, we'll go back to the beginning. What did you put Man City at? Uh, I put Man City at A. An A, fair enough. What did you put um, the brilliant Man United at? Uh, so, sadly, I did a swear A star. A star, brilliant. Well, I'll take uh, Liverpool. Uh, I put them at A. Um, Leicester, obviously, brilliant start of the season. Yeah, A star. Uh, West Ham. A star as well. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, big rivals Tottenham. Uh, I put them in C. C, possibly. And Chelsea. Uh, C as well. C. Why? Why have you gone C instead of you know a lower? Have you been impressed maybe with Chelsea or you know is it is it average considering that they bought in Werner and Havertz and you know you would expect them to gel. Uh, yeah, like you said, they just spent this lot of money. But I, I think they've really underperformed. Like, if you look at the stats they've been putting out, I think they should have they should have won a few more games. Uh, like, like you, you look at that West Brom game where they drew three all. Like, realistically, that's, that should have been an easy three points. And I, I think they've had a few games like that where they've just seriously underperformed. And, like, they've gone through a manager's change now as well. And they've had all, this, all these players who need to adapt. And, like, like people have said, they still haven't found their team. Uh, so I'd put them in C, because I think they should be doing better, but like they, they still really haven't done that bad. No, I don't. I don't think they have. Um, Everton obviously start the season as well, title contenders. Alex said last week that they are obviously lost to Newcastle, which probably dampened that. So it's probably Champions League and Europa League for them. Um, Matt, what have you put there, Matt? Um, I put them at an A just because I mean they've they've kind of been through them uh, through all the the different emotions really this season but you yeah, know all in all I think they've obviously had a had a great transfer window and they've been fairly maybe not consistent but they I mean at this point they're looking pretty comfortable going into that half of the season for those European places I'd put them at um, a B you Lloyd uh, I'd put them at an A uh, I, think they, I think they've done well but like they've dropped off recently yeah and you Alex I got down same as usually on a B yeah, I think I think you know, like Max said, they have gone through their um, emotions throughout the season. Aston Villa, um, obviously, you know, title contenders around just before Christmas, Champions League contenders, but probably more so Europa League. Obviously, got a lot of games in hand. I put them at an A. You, um, Max? Yeah, A. I think they've uh, been. I mean, for the most part, fantastic this season. You, Lloyd. Um, I've got a star. Like this is team which should have gone down last season, and then uh, what, talking about top four, talking about Europa League. Like there's not many teams you can talk about. Two the season before they going down and should have gone down, and then the next season challenging. Yes, good point, you Alex. I give them an A. An A, solid, solid. Day. You know, I understand your point. They lied. Obviously, they 
probably, like you said, should have gone down and they've transformed your team then. Um, we'll start off for you, obviously, top contenders first five weeks, then relegation, but more so Europa League and possibly, dare I say it, Champions League. What have you rated yourselves, Lloyd? Yeah, I've put us in a C. Uh, if it wasn't for our recent form in the past seven games, it easily would have been a D on E. Like, we win, like, like you said, we started quite well, then went terrible, but then recently we have looked quite good. I think... I think we should have like introduced players like Emil Smith a bit earlier, and then that probably would have bumped the grade up a bit. But I, I think we're probably just trying to see like we can do better, and we should. I think we'll probably see that towards the second half of the season. It's like that report where he's got the potential, but they get distracted too easy. <laughs> um, I've gone for a D for Arsenal. You know, the start of the season was quite poor. Obviously, the first five games were brilliant, and then relegation form, but he's starting to work it out. Possibly a C minus, but if we had to give it solid, it'd be a, a D. You, Alex? I gone for a C. C. And I think um, I got to admit, what I've seen of Arteta recently, I think he's got enough in him to make Arsenal into a B or an A in the future. Because I, I've liked a lot of the stuff he's done, especially bringing in some of the youngsters. I think it's, it's good, and I think it's if you're an Arsenal fan, I think you've got to be quite happy, not ecstatic, but happy that the way you guys are getting on. Um, and you, Max? Yeah, see, so yeah, kind of a middle of the ground. I mean, I think, again, they've, they've been kind of the tail of two teams. I mean, obviously, relegation threat, and obviously, I don't think they actually were, but and now, you know, I think people are probably going to be quite ambitious. <clears throat> the signings they've made have been good, and, uh, you know, they look good to go into the second half of the season. Southampton, next team, title contenders for Christmas, Champions League, possibly, but more so Europa League. What have you put them at, Alex? I've given them an E. So I think Men. they've done. Yeah, I think they've done really well. Like, I don't think anyone thought they would be as high as they were. They were top of the league at one point, were they? Or is that? Did yeah. I think, yeah. But I think they've had a they've had a really good season, you know. And I think as a Southampton fan, you you'd be over the moon. Yeah, A for them. I think you're being very harsh, and I might put them at an A star. Actually, I think they've been too. Yeah, but like I said to you, I was born in 1976. A stars didn't exist then. Yeah. So <laughs> a for me is the highest compliment I can give. Um, what have you put them at, Lloyd? <laughs> I've given them a. I've given them a B. I, I think that looks really good, but then also slightly underperformed. and could be, could be doing a bit better, but then like they've they've had injuries like with Danny Ings. Yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth there. I was about to say that they have, um, to be fair to them, had a few injuries. And you, Max? Yeah, I've gone with uh, B as well. I mean, I, you know, I had high hopes from the beginning of the season. I think they've, they've mostly lived up lived up to it. And, uh, and they could definitely be doing better than they are at the moment even. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's testament to the to the, to the top half of the league and how uh, you know congested it is. But, yeah, no, I think it's B for them. Um, Leeds then obviously Champions League contenders at the start but more so Europa League I think they're only four points off um, three points off top um, six now what have you rated there Max? Um, it, it was between, between a B and an A for me but I've gone with A just because it's you know very impressive for you know a team that's newly promoted to uh, be doing so well comfortably mid-table and I think that's kind of been overlooked by some of the other teams that have come up in the recent years so yeah A for me. I'd put them at an A as well you Lloyd's uh, yeah, I, I put them as an A as well. Like I, I said last week, they get lots of criticism. But like this is a team which just came up and they're doing this well. And I think this is major credit and they've done this astoundingly well. Um, and you, Alex? Yeah, A, definitely. I think they've been really well and they are the best team to watch. I got to admit, I, I, I do tend to tune into their games even if I haven't got a fantasy football player playing in them because they are entertaining. Yeah, definitely an A. 
Do you think over the past few seasons, Leeds and Wolves obviously done really well? Do you think they've done the Championship proud? Yeah, they're not Championship clubs. Let's be honest. Leeds are a massive club, you know, um, huge club, and Wolves both huge, huge clubs. So I wouldn't but say they were Championship t- clubs, but like. I think coming up from the championship, they showed how to do it and how to stay up and and how to sort of, you know, have a good season to get yourself established in the premiership and build on it. Yeah, yeah, they've done really well, both of them. Yeah, just answered the question there. Um, Crystal Palace, really Champions League towards the start, but tended to be middle of the, the table. What have you put them at, Lloyd? Uh, I've been a, a B as well. I, I think they've done quite well. Like, they sent Anze in the summer. It's been really good for them. I, I think they've just been quite good. I put them at a C myself. You, Max? Yeah, I put them at B. I think I think Anze's signing is, is really noteworthy just because it seems to be an answer to the, to the Zaha problem. As if, you know, if they get rid of him, I think he could really fill his boots. So, yeah, I think that is really you know, topped off the season, uh, which has been, you know, fairly good in terms of performances. I mean, not quite relegation, which is where some people would probably uh, put them at, you know, on a bad, in a bad season. You yeah, know, I think, yeah, B, I think they've been doing, they've been doing pretty well. And for you, Alex? I've given them a D. I think they need, they, they need to, they need to concentrate more and be consistent. I, I, I think, I think they've been, they've been poor. For the players they've got, they, they, they've, they've, they've amassed a good squad. I expect a bit more out of Palace, or just a bit more consistency. I, I think their consistency has let them down a bit. Bit harsh, though. Yeah, possibly a bit harsh, but they can always improve from a D, can't they? Um, um, but for Wolves, obviously, possible Champions League first few weeks of the season, more so middle of the table now, but maybe Europa League if they find form. What, what have you put them, Alex? I've given them an E. Only because I think they had such a good season last year, and I think they would they would expect to do more. Um, I still think they're a, they're a great club and they'll step no problem. But I think obviously with all the injuries they've had, their inconsistencies, they're, they're trying to rotate a bit too much. I think they're, they're just struggling at the moment. I so I would have thought them to be a bot a lot better than they're doing this year. And so yeah, I give it a mini. You know, what? despite the injury of Al Jimenez, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with you. I think you know any is probably a fear comment but they could rise up obviously with Jimenez coming back and um, William Jose as well what have you put them at Max? Oh yeah I put them at, at a D because I mean looking where, looking at where they are in the, where they are in the table uh, 14th they could potentially drop uh, even lower so yeah no I think you know seeing as seeing as the kind of standard they've set you know obviously they, they're bound to have a, a season where they drop off a little bit but you know I don't think it's really good enough for, for a team that you'd expect to be you know challenging for the European places it's not really not really what you'd expect so yeah D. You right? Uh, yeah, I've also gone and given them a D. Like this, this is them. Like last season, they very narrowly missed out on European football. And they got it the season before. Like, like since since they've came up, Nunes done a really good job with them. And he did take them to Europe. And I think they are underperforming quite a bit now. Like you said, the injury of Alhimnes hasn't really helped. But then, like, if you look at their recent performances, they've been absolutely terrible, really. Like, they're in a horrible run of form. It's because they, do, they don't really create much, especially first half. They, they basically don't even try. Yeah, I think, you know, probably probably right for Wolves. Newcastle, next team. I put them at a D. You, um, Alex? Yeah, same as you, a D. You, Lloyd? Oh, what team, sorry? Newcastle. Oh, yeah, I put my D as well. And you, Matt? Yeah, D. Definitely um, room to improve. Burnley. Um, I put them at a B, I think. 
you know, considering the finances they had and, and you know, Sean Dyche has probably done a, a solid job. I think they're edging towards safety. Obviously, Alex, you said last week that they're, you know, not in the relegation. Um, um, probably tie up race at the end of the season. What have you put them at then? I'd give them an A because I think they got no money. They got a smallest ground in the Premiership. They they're not talked about. They they they're always thinking they're going to do this, that, and the other. And they they forever pull out results where they need to. Yeah, I, I I'm quite a massive fan of Burnley. I I, I think they as, as a club, I wish Cardiff had copied Burnley. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give them an A. Oh, you uh, Lloyd. Burnley? Uh, I've given them a C. Uh, just because I think so far they've really underperformed. Uh, like, this is thing we should be doing better. Yeah, yeah like, I, I understand that they do a like, really low transfer budget and stuff. That's why I'm, I might push them up to a B. But I think they should be doing better than they have. Yeah, and you, Max? Yeah, I mean, I put B as well. I think they had a fairly poor start to the season, but that was, you know, due to things like injuries. And uh, now they're looking like. They, they could, you know, push up the table and uh, certainly avoid relegation, which is, you know, for a team spending money like Burnley, that's, I mean, kind of, it's a dream, really. Right, and I put them at a D. What did you put them at, Max? Um, let me find that. I think I, I put C just because, though they have, you know, done, they've done well. I mean, I think they've, they've put in some good performances. Obviously, Spurs is one of them. Uh, but, you know, I think, obviously, they're, they're looking like they're drifting towards a relegation, relegation zone, which isn't, isn't really that good, but I think people would have probably predicted that come the beginning of the season. So, you know, they're just outside of it at the minute. So I think that's a C for them, middle of the road. You, Lloyd Brighton? Uh, I've given them a C. It's just I think they've very, very much underperformed. If, if they had any other striker, I think they'd do miles better. I think I really think they could push the top off the table. Uh, I think they've hugely underperformed. But like Potter has done an amazing job. They play, they play some amazing football. I think they just need the strongest striker. And uh, how are you judging um, Harry Potter? Sorry, not Harry Potter, Graham Potter, Alex. <laughs> I'm giving him a C as well, same as Max and Lloyd, I agree. Exactly, exactly the same, yeah. They, they could do better, but yeah, yeah, C, definitely. Um, newly promoted Fulham then, how have you rated them, um, Lloyd? Uh, I've given him a D, because I think... I think it might be a bit harsh, but they're, they're put together some decent performances, but they've they're only shown that they that they're going to strive to go out of this relegation zone? I put them, actually, I put them at a C because I think there's been loads of times this season where they have should have got a win. Liverpool, prime example, where they were lucky with that penalty. Chelsea, they probably, if they didn't have that red card, would have won and they didn't play too bad against us as well. So I put them at a, a C. You, Max? Yeah, I mean, I put them at C as well. I think I predicted them, you know, being close to bottom, maybe even bottom. Uh, so, I mean, you know, considering that, and I think with the kind of squad that they have, performances they've been putting in, and while they are in the relegation zone, I think they kind of, I mean, in context of the club and, you know, in the manager as well, I think they're obviously showing faith in a younger, younger manager. I think, you know, all in all, I think they're doing better than I would have expected and they're not playing terrible football, so yeah, I see. And um, Alex, what have you put uh, newly promoted Fulham at? Yeah, same as uh, Lloyd and Max, I see. Um, and then finally, the bottom two, West Brom. How have you rated them, um, Lloyd? Uh, I've been, I've been in that E. Just I think the reason for it is terrible. I, they, they show no real, real ambition of getting out of the, of the relegation zone. Um, you, Alex? Well, I've given them a C because I, I thought West Brom were going to be there. I didn't in think 19? they'd get up the bot, the bottom three all the time, and. I, I, with a squad they come up with, uh, with the recruitment's been poor, 
the lone signings have been they've been okay, but nothing spectacular. I, I think again as a West Brom fan, nineteenth is what you would expect to be at this time. Um, yeah, no chance. In my opinion, no chance of staying up. But yeah, C. I think that's what most West Ham fans they are a bit of a yo-yo club. So uh, yeah, giving them a C. Bong bong baggies, isn't it? Um, for you, Max, what have you put West Brom at? Um, I mean, I put them at a D. I mean, I don't think the the squad is really Premier League quality, but um, I think for I mean, still poor that they've they've been performing, and I think just for that, you know, I think just just for getting rid of Bilic, I think that's worthy of a D because I think he's the manager that if you were to go back down the, in the Championship, he could certainly get you back up again because he did it with the with the squad last season. So, you know, I think all around they've been poor, obviously with signings and and with the the decisions being made as well. So yeah, D. I put West Brom at an F, actually, because I thought without Matthias Pereira, I think they'd be bottom now. And I think they're the most... Some respect for West Brom, but I think they're the, the most boring team in the Premier League this year. Cause, and I think... I, I don't know, I've been a bit harsh on them. The bottom one, Sheffield United, I'm going to be even harsher on them. They have been an unlucky time. I put Sheffield United at a U. Um, U, Max? I might just put them at F. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't. There's not really, really many positives. I mean, the only real positive I could give them is keeping Chris Wilder because I think sacking him would be silly. So yeah. F. That's a great shout, actually. Um, you, Lloyd. Uh, yeah, I've put an F as well. I think I think they've been quite unlucky in a few games as well. I think they probably did deserve to get a couple more results. And knowing you, Alex, you probably put Sheffield United at an A. What have you put them at? A star. Um, no, um, to be fair, again, I've given them a D only because I think if you would if you would ask any Sheffield United fan last year what you think was to happen, they would have said relegation, relegation, relegation. The second season has proved a lot harder. But what did you expect? The Sheffield United again, you know, they haven't spent massively. Um, I know they spent twenty four on that. Bruce, Ian Brewster has been a bit of a flop, but I, I think most fans would expect Sheffield United to come down last year, so I think an extra season in the Premiership with the riches they'll get is going to be a bonus, and I, I think they'll bounce straight back up next year. You looking forward to playing them next year? Yep, definitely. But I think, as I said, I think they'll bounce up, and like Lloyd just said, uh, if they can keep hold of Chris Wilder, they'll, I think they'll come straight back up, and I think if you asked any fans last year, they would expect Sheffield United to come straight back down. They didn't, so they, they, their hard work was done last year. Yeah, obviously Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United. We've only really talked about them being relegations team. So quickly before we end, obviously we filmed this on February the 1st. There's, what, four hours to go with the transfer window. Um, obviously there's been some moves today. Um, Liverpool are close to signing two defenders, Ben Davis from Preston and a, a defender from Schalke as well. Um, Newcastle are close to signing Willock. Um, from Arsenal, we'll start off with with Liverpool. Max, two good signings for them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, definitely, obviously, seeing that the defence has been so thin uh, due to injury. You know, I mean, any, I mean, I think it was unlikely they were even going to sign a centre back. So yeah, no, I think getting it done now, and I think with a, with a good player as well, I, I think it, I think it is really, really, really useful for them. And obviously with Arsenal, there's um, possibly a lot of talk. Obviously, Maitland-Niles, um, there was this morning saying that he could possibly go to, to Leicester, but Leicester didn't want to, uh, sorry, Arsenal didn't want to give him to Leicester, which is probably understandable because they are your rivals at the time. It looks like he's going to um, West Brom and Willock's going to Newcastle. Pleased with them, two players going out on loan, Matt, uh, Lloyd? Uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with them. I think 
Miller Niles needs some game time because I think we're probably going to sell him in the summer after this loan. So some game time would like he'll be good for him and I'll be he'll be good for us as well to get a high price. And I think the Willock loan is also really good because especially in the Europa League, he's shown that he, he is really good sometimes. And I think I think some more game time in the Prem will really help him out. And another transfer I want to touch on is uh, Scott Mustafi going to Schalke, which is very huge. It's because it's it's more deadwood out of the club. And it's, it's very good for us. And then uh, it affects the Liverpool deal as well, because he's going there. And then uh, so good to find a uh, Quebec who's going to Liverpool. So it makes that happen. And um, lower down the spectrum in the FL, Alex, um, it's just been announced recently that you've let Glatzel, um being confirmed to go to Mines on, on Lone Star for Cardiff then. Obviously, Glatzel go into Mines in Germany in the Bundesliga. Good move. Yeah, for him, he has, he's been a bit of a flop for us. He, I don't think he's a great player. Um, there's rumours that um, Justin Ro- um, Jordan Rose could be joining us. Now, if he joins, he hasn't been given a good run anyway. If you can get him in your team, he's a proven goal scorer. So um, if we can bring someone in, but yeah, he's not going to be a, a great miss. He's been um, he's been pretty poor for the six million we paid for him. And um, you reported this to me yesterday, but I think he's changed is changing hands now. Um, Daniel Mendes Lang, obviously, we said on the FL show he got sacked from Cardiff. It's still not known what what happened. It, it looked like you said he was going to Derby yesterday, but he's now, um, which is probably a smart option for him, joining Neil Warnock at Middlesbrough. A good move for him. Yeah, I think so. You, you you watch him score three or four goals in his first couple of games, everyone will rave about him and then he'll just go quiet again. Exactly like he did um, for us, to be fair. He had that amazing season the first year. He was just unplayable. But again, he, he's inconsistent now. I don't know what the issues were, but I'm assuming Warnock will know the issues that got him sacked from Cardiff. But um, no, yeah, good luck, good luck to him, you know, but um, he's not going to be a massive loss. And a few deals this morning. Winston Reid, West Ham to Brentford loan. Glenn Murray's permanently moved to Nottingham Forest on loan. Obviously got recalled um, by Brighton from, um, where was he at? Watford earlier Watford. in the season. Then Mengi's gone to Derby on loan from us. Um, very good signing for them. Thoughts on them three signings today, Alex, so far? Yeah, they're good signings, all of them, to be fair. All um, proven quality strikers in the championship. Um, it's going to shake it up a bit, to be fair, because... Even though Cardiff are out of it, I still think it's going to be quite tight at the top. And uh, as long as Swansea don't go up, I'll be happy enough. Do you think you'll get Johnny Williams as well? Obviously, I said to you yesterday you were interested in him, or do you think you'll fall short? I don't want him. You know, he's, he's a decent player, but he's always injured. So um, he's another player we just we just don't need to sit on a bench. So um, to be fair to Cardiff now, it's just a matter of consolidating. We ain't going nowhere near the playoffs. We've just got to... Well, good, good things the season got to come now is Swansea don't go up and we, we actually beat them once, uh, which would be lovely and that'll be the season done then. And Max, unfortunately, um, not much talk about a Tottenham. Obviously, Daly Alley looking unlikely he's going to leave, but um, possibly a few loans. Um, I think it was it Tang Yanga is not leaving on loan now, but one player that has left is Troy Parrott. He's gone to Ipswich on loan. Good move for him. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of good uh, loan moves going on uh, at Spurs. I mean, I think Harvey White left to, to Portsmouth. Uh, and obviously, Parrott, who's uh, who's been at Millwall up until this point, yeah, he was recalled and sent back. He wasn't really getting... I mean, he was playing, but he wasn't really working for him. And, you know, it is a really good move. And I think he's a very promising player. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit too young to have made it uh, into the, the Spurs team. And, and uh, another one is Jack Clark as well. He went uh, to Stoke. 
uh, which is another good move, and he's been impressive so far. So yeah, no, I mean, I think that's all really there is to get excited about. I suppose. At the and moment. over over in Italy, is there any in, incomings? Because obviously there was a lot of link with um, Jacko and Sanchez into and Roma possibly having a switch. I think. I can only think of one. Sammy Kadir has gone from Juventus to Hertha Berlin. Good signing for for Hertha Berlin. And is there any others in Italy to be concerned about? Oh yeah, it's definitely a good signing uh, for them. I think obviously kind of a veteran of a player. But uh, yeah, I mean the only other one that we really I found interesting was uh, Zerksi, the youngster for uh, Bayern Munich, going uh, on loan to Parma, which I think is an interesting signing just because he's shown promise, but uh, obviously hasn't really been able to get his chances at Bayern Munich. And so far in the Premier League, the only sign of the day, which is unsurprising, is Moise Casado has gone um, from Independe in Argentina to Brighton for four million. Obviously, he was linked with us. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next four hours um, to see if Newcastle, West Brom, and um, several others and Cardiff can get in um, their target as well. So that's thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you. Was it midweek now for the uh, midweek fixture? So thank you for listening. Keep safe and goodbye.